It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, you know, Rich, we have so much to talk about today and so many things that have been happening. I don't know what to start the program out first. Have you been watching the Supreme Court discussions with the senators and No, I've only been able to see clips of it on the news, but I've not been able to watch it as it happened. Well, one thing that hit me, she is a very winsome, charming, a very nice person to be on the Supreme Court, except what does she think and what does she believe and what informs her thoughts about that high position. One thing that struck me is one of the senators asked her to tell what the word woman means. I, I saw that. And Did she, you see that? Yes, and she couldn't do it. And she either couldn't do it or would not do it. See, a woman is a human being that is female. A woman is a female human being. But we are locked up in so much political correctness, and for heaven's sake, things that make no sense on the surface let alone if you really study it. Yeah, and I so think anyway. that man that's swimming on the women's swim team, I think that has a lot to do with her well, confusion uh, as well. Well, yes, of course. Anyway, uh, by and by, when the morning comes, I think that's probably something people enjoy listening to. These are the voices of some young people, uh, and the way they sing it, I just love it. Here it is. By and by. Of God have gathered home, we will tell the story of how we overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand, and we can't understand all the ways that God would lead us to bless it from His land. Understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God have gathered home. We will tell the story of how we overcome. Understand it better by and by. <laughs> Did you sing that in Sunday school or something? Oh, we'll understand it better by and by. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good thing to remember right now. We'll understand it better by and by. Rich, just a few days ago, a dear friend of ours sent me a text, and her husband had died a couple of years ago, and she loves those little grandchildren especially the great-grandchildren. And she sent me a text, and the little boy was just preaching up a storm. I don't know. He was about three years old or something, four years old. The great-grandma was taking such delight in that child. She wanted to send me a copy of it. And I said, you know, Monty, (laughs) I said, "Um, there's nothing like a praying great-grandma 
and a praying grandma. There is something in having that in your background that really helps you through life. The Lord honors those prayers. And that reminded me, a letter that I got from someone in the White House in the 1980s. I want to read it quickly. It said, Dear Dick, enclosed you will find a signed copy of the president for you to put up on on uh, your office and walls and so on and so on. He said, also, I'm sending you a copy of the genealogy of Max Juke, J-U-K-E-S. He was an atheist, and his progeny, as well as the heritage of Jonathan Edwards. I found this in a book, America, You're Too Young to Die, by Leonard Ravenhill. I thought it was an interesting comparison of what happens when a family seeks God's wisdom as opposed to a family that does not. I hope this finds you well and happy, and so on and so forth. Signed, Robert Sweet, Senior Staff Member, Office of Policy Development in the White House. That's when uh, President Reagan was president. All right, now listen to this, folks. Just ponder this for a minute. There was a man by the name of Max Jukes, and he was an atheist, and he lived a godless life. He married an ungodly girl, and from this union in their marriage, there were 310 who died as paupers. 150 were criminals, seven were murderers, 100 were drunkards, and more than half of the women were prostitutes. Well, man alive. He goes on here. His 540 descendants cost the state one and a quarter million dollars. That was sure a lot of money in the day he lived. Now, he goes on to say here in the story and in the book, but praise the Lord, it works both ways. There is a record of a great American man of God. His name was Jonathan Edwards, and he lived at the same time as Max Jukes. See, Rich, that meant a lot to me because it was the same period of time. Mm -hmm. And they were contemporaries. He married a godly girl. An investigation was made of the 1,394 known descendants of Jonathan Edwards, of which 13 became college presidents, 65 college professors. Three were United States senators, 30 were judges, 100 were lawyers, 60 were physicians, 75 Army and Navy officers, 100 preachers and missionaries, 60 authors of prominence. One was a vice president of the United States, and 80 became public officials in other capacities. 295 were college graduates, among whom were governors of states, ministers to foreign countries, and his descendants did not cost the state one penny. And it's closed off with Proverbs 10, 7. The memory of the just is blessed. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's amazing. Those are the descendants of Jonathan Edwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rich, when you have a praying grandmother or a great-grandmother or a praying mother and you have a Christian home, somehow that brings about a blessing generations on to come. And I told this lady that texted me uh, just yesterday or the day before, I said, the, all of the begats in the Bible, you know, people have just kind of talked over those. 
uh, he begat this one and he begat that one and he begat the other one. Uh, we always thought, well, that's, that's not important. But it is. It really is. God blesses when there is someone in the family in fervent prayer over time for the family. And teaching and training, and you train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And it starts with the children. Each generation needs to teach up and train up the next generation. And it starts with the children. A church that is not emphasizing the unit of the family and raising children in a good church and a Christian environment uh, is missing the point. Uh, the children may not may not have money to put in the offering plate, and they may not be able to do things for the church and build the building, but it's the children <clears throat> that are the future. Mm -hmm. And the younger they are when it started, the better it is. Um, what have what's what say? Oh, you know, we haven't talked about the pastor's luncheon in Memphis. It was last huge. Week. It was wonderful. That's right. It was last week in Memphis. Uh, we hosted our BRN Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. In other words, uh, Bot Radio Network right, hosted this. Right. Usually we have it in October, but we had to push it back into the springtime because of COVID back in October. So but, this is in Memphis, Tennessee last week, and you mm -hmm. flew down there. Yeah. And yeah. tell me about it. Yeah, it was wonderful. David Barton from Wall Builders was our special speaker, and he did a superb job. You know what, Dad? One thing I learned was so many of our founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were, in fact, pastors, and he brought that out, and that was a very uh, inspiring thing to know. Uh, also, they had a wonderful trio of police officers, uh, two black police officers and a white police officer. They were a trio. They were called the Peacemakers. And they sang a beautiful hymn together. Uh, but know, it was a wonderful time of fellowship and, David and Barton, inspiration. David Barton is heard on Bot Radio Network. It's called The Wall Builders. Right. The, the Wall Builders Live. It's David Barton, Rick Green, and his son. I don't know anyone that is a historian in the level of David Barton. He really knows and he spent his lifetime. He's America's really, premier historian. Now, That's right. Giving out the history, we don't hear about it. Well, I tell you what, folks, there was someone else that everyone will know about and recognize the name as well as the preaching, and it's Billy Graham. And when Billy Graham was alive, he wanted the people to know something about a purpose for a person's life. What is your purpose? I don't know any time that I've lived when that question is more needing to be answered than right now with what's going on, not only in America, but throughout the world. Listen to this, folks. Do you have a purpose in your life and does life have meaning to you? Or is your life cracking up and going all to pieces? The big question today is, what is meaning? Fifty years ago, when I started preaching, the philosophical question was, what is truth? Today's question is, what is the point? Andrew Morris, the great philosopher in France, wrote, the universe is indifferent. Who created it? Why are we here on this puny mud heap spinning in infinite space? He said, I have not the slightest idea. 
And there are many people that take that attitude. Albert Camus, who was the great philosopher that everybody quoted a few years ago, said, man cannot live without meaning. Are you trying to live without meaning in your life? Now here are some of the things that the philosophers were saying that people think about when they're alone. When you're alone, here's what many people that are here tonight think about. First, you think about, well, I have to suffer. Maybe now or soon. I must struggle to make ends meet. I must struggle in my marriage. I must struggle with my girlfriend, my boyfriend, because it seems that things are going wrong. I must struggle to make grades in school. I'm at the mercy of chance. I feel guilty all the time and I don't know what I'm guilty of. I ask the question when I'm alone, who am I? I know that I must die and I'm afraid to die. I don't want to die, but I know I'm going to have to die. Every person in this audience 75 years from now will be dead. There are hundreds of people here tonight that have to decide tonight, and your decision tonight, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't care if the whole outfit turns against God. I don't care if all of you turn to idolatry. My house and me, we're going to serve the true and the living God. Have you ever said that? Robert Browning exclaimed a hundred years ago, this business of life is made up of terrible choices. And it is. We have to make some of these choices in our lives. Adam had to make that choice. Was he going to build his world with God and have peace in the world and justice in the world? Or was he going to go his own way? He decided to go his own way and to listen to the devil. Some people say, well, if I follow my conscience, isn't that enough? No, because your conscience can be dead. Many people have a dead conscience. You see, you, you, you tell a lie when you're a child and your conscience bothers you. Now you can look a person straight in the face and tell a lie and it doesn't bother you at all. There was a time when you do some other things that bother you, now you can do it and it doesn't bother you. You say, well, that's not so bad then. Your conscience doesn't bother you. Why? Because your conscience has been seared or it's dead. People say, well, being sincere, if I'm sincere in life, isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. Well, if I, I, I do so, so many good things for people and I smile at people and I'm friendly with people, don't you think God understands if I commit a little sin now and again and he, he'll understand he's a good God, he's a loving God and all that. No, God doesn't understand. Then there are people say, well, I reformed. Yes, you can reform the rest of your life, but that's not it. So there's a choice that you have, one life or the other. Which will it be? A life of surrendered Lord and Savior or a life in which you surrender to yourself and your own desires and your own pleasures and your own greed and your own jealousies. You have to make a choice. Which will it be? not only two ways of life, but also you have to choose between two destinies. What is your destiny? Where will you be 50, 100 years from tonight? You'll be somewhere. The real you, your body will be in the grave perhaps, but you, the real you, 
your soul, your spirit, the thing that thinks and remembers and loves and so forth, that's the part of you that will live forever, either in heaven or hell, and you've got to make a choice between the two. You see, your soul is important to the devil. He wants your soul. He'll pay any price. And some of you are selling your soul so cheaply. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The devil will give you the whole world if you'll follow him. But some of you'll follow him and he won't give you anything. You just follow him because you don't, you're like the pig that's following the man that's dropping the beans, going to the slaughter pen. Every little bit he drops a bean and the pig goes following right along. And you don't even think that you're following the devil in the wrong direction. Be aware. There are certain things that have not changed and will never change. The first thing that has never changed in all these centuries, the nature of God has not changed. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. In all these centuries, he's from everlasting to everlasting. He had no beginning, he has no end. I don't understand that, but I accept it. He's the one thing that we can count on is God. He's unchanging in his holiness. God is unchanging in judgment. It says the Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. God is unchanging in love. God loves you. That's hard to believe, that's hard to take in, but God loves you. And if you were the only person in the whole world, God would love you. God is love. That's one thing I want you to remember when we leave that we've said. And then the second thing, the Word of God has not changed. Not only the nature of God has not changed, but the Word of God has not changed. He tells us where we came from. He tells us where we're going. He tells us how to live every day. The third thing that hasn't changed, human nature has not changed. Yes, God will never change. The Word of God will never change. But you have to change if you are to go to heaven. If you are to have a, a new life here and have purpose and meaning in your life, you have to change. The first thing you have to do is repent. The second thing is to believe, and that word believe means to commit. That's the marriage vow that we take. It's not just getting married, it's a lifetime commitment. Has there been a time when you received him as your Lord and your Savior and said, Lord, with your help, I want to follow you. I'm going to pray and I'm going to be as faithful to you as I can. And some people say, I'm trying to hold on. You don't need to hold on. He holds you. Just turn loose and let him come into your heart. Are you willing to change your way of living? That's repentance, to change your mind, to change the direction of your life. And you can't repent by yourself. The Holy Spirit has to help you do that. And then you come by faith, and faith means commitment. When I stepped on this platform last night, I'd never been on this platform before. I didn't get down and examine it to see if it would hold me up. I accepted by faith that the carpenters that built it, built it to hold a man. 
He will meet all those longings and all those needs and give you a new life. He can come into your family. He can come into that office where you've been having trouble. He can come into your schoolroom. He can come into every phase of your life and make you a new person. He can make those ends meet. He can help you meet those payments. He can help you in looking for a job. He can give you total assurance that your sins are gone and that God will never hold you accountable for them again. They're forgiven. And He receives you with open arms. And He'll do it tonight if you'll let Him. I want Him to take all of me. I surrender my life to Him. And I say, Lord, I am willing to repent of my sins and turn by faith to you and put my total confidence and my total faith in you. Amen. And that message is as true today as it was when Billy Graham preached it. Because it's in the Bible. It's on the Word of God, And which I would say change. anyone listening right now, for goodness sake, accept the Lord. He offers salvation, and it's up to you to accept it. And then find a Bible-believing church. Trust him today. Find a Bible-preaching church. And, uh, you know, Rich— Adrian Rogers would say, come to Jesus. Yes. Um, we have not been able to hear some of our listener comments now for and a couple And last week you weeks. didn't even give the listener comment line, which is 1-800-345-2621. That's the number, 1-800-345-2621. Well, let's hear a few right now. I just wanted to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I've been listening to Bot Radio Network for three years now, and since then I've been saved, focused on the family, saved my marriage from a divorce. And Charles Stanley and Erwin Lutzer, Alistair Begg, Chip Ingram have been teaching me how to be a man and a father. I can't express my gratitude in words. You guys are a beacon of light. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Oh, my dear brother, oh, you're, a, God. That, you're a blessing to us. Testimonies like that thrill my heart. Rich, uh, we've mentioned this before, and we will throughout the year. This is our 60th year Yes, since Bot Radio Network was founded. In 1962, That's and right. today is 2022. Right. When, I came, when I came from California uh, 60 years ago, Folks, I was a lot younger than I am now, that's for sure. But it was a vision and a commitment to the Lord, and God has blessed it. Let's hear from a lady. A year ago, my husband and I decided to only listen to Christian radio and stop watching news channels. We had lost our joy. After a few months of listening, we began to find joy again. We got more involved in our church, and my husband rededicated his life to God. And we are happier now than we have been in years. We are so glad for stations like this one that help us celebrate our Christian beliefs. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, dear lady. I'd like to know where that lady lives now. Tell the folks um, there's 120 stations, Mm -hmm. uh, 122, what is it? 120 stations on terrestrial radio. From Texas all the way to Indiana. Mm-hmm. California to Nashville, Tennessee, and up into Fort Wayne, Indiana, and all over. All right, here's a gentleman. Let's listen. I hear a lot of people on this line that compliment you on the things that they hear on Bot Radio Network, and I agree with them 100%, but I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for what I don't hear. I don't hear apostasy. I don't hear liberal lies. I don't hear 
unbiblical doctrine. And I know that that stuff does not happen by chance. Your staff obviously puts a lot of work and effort into that, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Uh, that's Isn't interesting. That nice? We do put a lot of work into that. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Sixty years ago, mm-hmm. that was a commitment that I made. Uh, we're going to be true to God's Word. Right. That doesn't mean that every preacher preaches the same sermon as somebody else. No, no, no. But quality, integrity, and true to God's Word, mm-hmm. that was absolutely a commitment. That's right. They're preaching from the same book. Well, here's a lady. My name is Mary. I'm a regular listener to BRN and Father's Son on Saturday morning. Honestly, the program is always good, but this morning you outdid yourselves. I thank you. God bless you and keep you continuing to spread the word. Thank you. All right. Well, here's a man. Yes, my name is Rob. Great fan of your station. You just aired a uh, conference with Ronald Reagan in 1984. Would you please send that to all our leaders in the White House, please? I think they need to hear it. Thank you very much. Enjoy your station. Bye. Uh, remember yeah. that? A couple of weeks ago, Dad, you aired that speech that Ronald Reagan gave at the National Religious yeah. Broadcasters Conference back in 1984. You know, in our archives, I have a speech also I want to air of Ronald Reagan's last speech to the American people uh, when he walked out of the White House for the last time, for the very last time. And uh, that'll be a good program. I'll guarantee that, Rich. Right. And here's Bishop A.J. from Topeka. Bishop is A.J. in Topeka, Kansas. Unless the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. They build it. Mr. Bott, Rich, and their family, you guys have not labored in vain. You guys have blessed us. I just love everything on the radio. Good to just have biblical teaching. Take care. God bless y'all. Well, let's see if we can get another one in. Hello, this is Linda, and I listen to your radio seven days a week, morning, noon, and night morning going to work and sometimes at night. God bless you for what you're doing and please keep up the good work and I love Charles Stanley and Chip Ingram. They're all they're all great. Thank you. <laughs> all right, dear folks. And let me also apologize for my voice. I'm sorry. At eighty eight, God is not allowing me to have the voice I would like to have to express the things I feel and the thoughts I think and what I want to share with our audience. But we got to get out of here, don't we, Rich? What's that phone number really quick? 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. This is Dick Bott with another chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. We'll see you later.